may not know his face. Hey, look at this, look at this, look at this. Oh! But if you recognize his voice. Oh, yes. You're among the devoted followers who watch him chase breaking news on CBS2 and KCAL 9 News. Stolen vehicle uh, officers, weapons out. In the air and now on a mic. That's kind of nuts. Here's Stu Mundell. <laughs> I'm Stu Mundell, and today we're sitting down with Jim Hill. Now, Jim Hill, you say that name, and uh, it just, he, right out the box, it is, everybody knows who Jim Hill is. It's, he is the benchmark for sportscasters and anything sports-related. We're sitting down today with him, and we're going to talk, and i got to tell you, I am the zero sports guy. I am the one that says, yay, local team, and they did the thing with the ball and the stick. So it's going to be a little interesting for me, but I love this guy. I've always had great passion for him as a reporter. So let's see how it goes. All right. So today, sitting down with Jim Hill. Now, Jim Hill. Whoa, oh. look at what happened. Oh, did you see that? Oh, he almost took him out on the freeway. Oh, my goodness. Look at that pedestrian over there. He, he better look out. He's coming back after him again. Oh, he better he better look out now. Uh, Jim's gonna be in the helicopter here pretty soon. Somebody somebody's coming after my job. Oh no no so, no! You know you, you say Jim Hill, and and anybody anybody knows exactly who you are, like right away. Uh, uh, you know, know you say that. Jim Hill, and it's just like saying Bentley or Rolls Royce. You know, it, oh, it, is, it no. is the it is the best. It is the premier, and it is like the the standard. What everybody else goes by. Um, I'll uh, I'll say things to my family members, mm-hmm. uh, and you know they even in the beginning they were like, what, "Who do you work for?" And I and and, and I used to say KCAL, CBS, mm-hmm. you know, and then finally I just learned to say the one with Jim Hill. Oh and, no! And they, and they literally stop they, that. They're literally <laughs> like, "Okay, now I know." Oh I know. no! But that that's kind of you. But uh, uh, don't believe uh, a lot of stuff now. So uh, I, you know, I, I I said it. You know it already. But for mm-hmm. anybody the, the the listeners right now, I'm not the sports guy. That's I good. am not. Am I. You are. You are the <laughs> sports guy, uh, and so you know it, it, that's the thing. It's like, but I want you know I am just enamored with the Jim Hill, the professional. Uh, the when when I bring it up around you know around workers, people mm-hmm. that that we that I work with, crew, they'll always say that guy just goes and goes and goes, and that's the thing. It's like you are not the phone it in guy. How well, does how do how do you make that happen? Well, it's hard to hit a moving target. Well, that's true. It, it really is. That's true. And I've I've got the best job there is. Uh, our city, Los Angeles, is to me the sports capital of the United States, and just could be the sports capital of the world because we have two of everything here. Yes. Except we don't have two Stu Mendels. We, no, only, have, it, we only have thank one. Thank God. But, they but, can't let, but let me tell you. God. But let, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Um, uh, CBS and Channel Nine are very lucky to have um, a man of your. Of your your that has your talent, and who's able to entertain. See, this is going to be a if you want to do this now, we're going to turn this into a mutual admiration. Hey, society. well, that's, you know, that's the, what we're going to lo- do. The love fest. Yeah, <laughs> except, except when you go on the air with a car chase, what and time? it's the segment before sports. What? And I said, Oh no, Stu, don't do that to me. No, Stu. Whoa, and, Stu. And you know what? You know what? I hear it on the IFB. Oh, I know. I know it. I hear mm-hmm. it. I'll, I'll hear it. Yeah. I'll be a- but no, it, it is um, what you what you have is a gift, and that's a gift <laughs> of of uh, of being uh, able to give information and to and to, and it's a form of entertainment as well. Yeah. You yeah. know, we you know we have that, to we that, have that's to. That's that area right that's now. A, that's that area right yeah, now. That, that. But it's but it's a form. It's it's a it's and it's a, a fine line, and you handle it extremely well. 
And uh, I'm just uh, I'm just pr- proud and happy to be working at the station where you are because See, when you speak, everybody stops. Sports <laughs> stops, news stops. In the booth, they'll say, uh, "We got Stu. Oh, where is he? Let's take let's take Stu. When? Right now? Right now? <laughs> what about sports? Ah, Jim can wait. Don't worry about Jim. No, Don't worry about Jim. No. <laughs> so so Jim Hill. Yes. Uh, I I. I did a little bio, no, you know, and uh, started in Texas, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So how did just just kind of how did how did the young Jim Hill make all that stuff happen? Okay, do we have enough tape here. <laughs> I, okay, okay. It, it got started when I um, got a scholarship to go to Texas A&I University in Kingsville, Texas. I went to Highlands High School. Um, I got discovered by a scout who came to see someone else. No, the, those are the, that's usually the best ones. Yeah, well, that's what they say. Yeah. Okay, so then I go to Texas A&I, and I, and I, have a, I, have a, I have a pretty good career in college, and I get drafted by, uh, um, by the Chargers. But I got involved in journalism because it was the only thing I could pass. And here's the story behind that, Stu. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, in, in biology, you have to have a lab. Right. Okay, so we would practice, we'd have football practice in the afternoons right after the biology lab. Well, in lab, I would sit next to the window in the back because there's the cool breeze and I could get a little rest before going to practice. But well, I figured out. Athlete, athlete. Yes, you got, yes. You got it to you, you I got, need my rest. So, rest. so I'm saying, you know what? I got to get out of this lab. I'm trying to figure out a way to get out of a lab. This one Monday, we're getting ready to cut open a frog. You know about biology. Yeah, yeah, you got to yeah, yeah, dissect yeah, yeah. a frog. So on the weekend before, I go downtown and I buy some cherry bomb firecrackers. <laughs> I'm liking this story. Okay, here we go. I'm liking this story. So my, my lab desk was in the back of the room with the window. And, I, and so we get ready. So I get the scalpel right. and I slit the, the, the frog between its legs. I take the cherry bomb firecracker and I put it in between the frog's legs. No. And the wick is sticking up. The professor <laughs> is standing at the blackboard. I'm telling you. And he's drawing stuff up on the blackboard, and I light the little wick between the frog's legs on the gurney. I knew I loved you for some reason. And slid it down. It got about halfway down. A pow! Yo. Whoa! (laughs) No, no, let me finish. Let me finish. You cut me off enough as it is. You're not going to cut me off in this story. You cut me off last week one day. But anyway. (laughs) The professor is at, is at the blackboard, and he's drawing. He's walking on the blackboard. Right. Stu, he never turned around. Are you kidding me? He never turned around. He said, quote, Mr. Hill, get out. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, obviously, we had a couple of other run-ins in the biology lab. So then, you're I, a known commodity. Oh, so I go, to my, I go to my counselor, and I tell my counselor what happened. Da, 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 da. What happened? And he the said. Frog exploded. I, thought, I don't know how it happened. He said, Jim, <laughs> I know you did it. He said, I know you did. He said, we have to get you into something to take best advantage of your best asset. And I said, and he said, I said, what's that? He said, talking. So he got me uh, to have a talk show at a radio station in Kingsville, Texas. And I was a disc jockey. It was K-I-N-E. And I was a radio disc jockey. I held a talk show. I got involved in journalism. Man, and I, that's how I, it happened. I, I got I to gotta find some of those. What, what, were the, what were the records you guys were spinning back then? What was the music? What was the format? Okay, here we go. I would come on and I would have my little have my music started. And I would say, "Well, hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Hello again, neighbors and friends, and welcome in once again to JW's afternoon get together. Hope you stick and stay while we play all the latest stick rhythm and, and blues stay. from now until three. You're gonna be with me oh. here on K I N E. I'm I'm kind, kind man, and you can't make stuff up like that. No, you That's can't. That's gotta be real, man. That is awesome. I'm telling you. So 
it is it is it is pure so it's pure luck yeah i mean the the big the big coach upstairs the big general manager up in the sky and we have the best of the best with uh, with steve malden uh he he looked down and he said you know what jim hill's gonna need some luck so <laughs> he reached out and ding oh man and he gave me so i'm the luckiest guy tommy lasorda used to say how lucky he is it pales in comparison. I'm, it, I'm the lucky. I you know how lucky luck, I am. Though. You make well, your luck. You know, it's attitude. It's outlook. It's where you put yourself. The situations you're in, and obviously hard work. Yeah, yeah. You, I guess you can. But see, like my former agent Ed Hookstraten. I, you know, talking yeah. go about him. He, he was represented for for Mr. for Mr. Brokaw, Mr. Carson, Mr. Presley, and the list goes on and on and on. You know, he told me, he gave me some invaluable advice. He said, get up early, go to bed late, work like hell in between. Yeah. And yeah. someone will always want you. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's true. Yeah, that's it. That, so, that, 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 that's what it's all about. I mean, that's what you do. Nah. I mean, you're flying around, flying around. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Do you just fly around and fly? Or do you, are you waiting someplace and then you hear on the radio, da 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 car 54, we got an accident on the 101 freeway. And then you go there. Oh, do you just flying around? Wasting oh, man, gas? Yeah, it, I wish it was a one word answer. It depends on, it depends on when, when you're talking to me, it's like sweeps are coming up. You know, the people that are in the business know what sweeps are. Sweeps are coming up and we're going to, we're going to fly regardless. Oh, and that's, that. it gets brutal then because you know, you're up there and you're flying around and you're working and people, you know, it, it, there's lots of times where I'll get grumpy and then I'll just do the, you know, the pilot, you know, there's two of us up there and then the pilots, will, they'll start with, the, oh, God, why? We're just we're just flying around. This is ridiculous. Where are we going? And then, and, and then eventually I'll just do the, you know what, dude, we're getting paid to fly around, mm -hmm. look out the window and tell people what we see. This is the best job in the world. Nope. <clears throat> Sports is. Sports is. Yeah. Sports is. But I'll tell you what you do. I'll tell you what you do. Why don't you not fly between 6.15 and 6.30 and 11.15 and 11.35 and then everything will everything, be all right. Everything will be all right. We're trying to get on the air with sports. <laughs> well, you know what? I, you know, I'm telling you, the next chase, I will. If it's if it if it's cutting you off, I'm going to give you some props. Trust me. During the oh, chase, no, then, the, then in the booth, I can hear him in the booth. No, oh, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> so, um, so okay. So you are the sports guy. That that is that is the thing. I mean, everybody says it. We found out just now that you could have been Doctor Jim Hill if you had you not exploded that frog. I, I gotta yeah. wonder. I gotta yeah. wonder where where did most of that frog go? All over the room. All over the lab. <laughs> it, it exploded. Did you duck? Oh yes. Oh good oh, for you. Because I knew I was, what was worried going to about you. Because see, I so I slid it and went like halfway down the aisle. <laughs> And it's just, I mean, and frog stuff just went all over every place. And I kind of ducked because, you know, the legs were frying around and stuff like that. And people knew. They looked and they said, oh, Jim. Oh, Jim. And the professor, like I said, he never turned around. Never turned but around. Um, I just. Well, he was I, a I've professional been, too. Yes. yes. But, I, you know, I've been, I've been real lucky. I was lucky to get drafted. Um, when I left high school, I think that I was probably voted least likely to succeed no oh yeah i mean when i came out there were a lot of people a lot of all state all all americans and people like that ahead of me and um so i was like i said least likely to to succeed and, and then can i tell you this story no no we have a lot of time see you don't give sportscasters a lot of time we will take all the time we can to get okay um during this summer i had a job 
and, the, and we were building these grocery stores, working with grocery stores. And so we had to go and dig the ditches and put the forms uh, in. And after you okay. put the forms in, concrete. you put the steel in. After you put the steel the in, you put the concrete in. Yeah. You let the concrete settle. You take the forms <laughs> off, and then the steel has the concrete in, and that's the side of the wall, for, and that's the wall for the, for the building. See, I know a little bit about these things. Yeah. Yeah. So I was real dirty, and we would go up to the 7-Eleven at lunchtime. Well, this, this, this girl that I was really crazy about in high school, her name was Peggy Moore. I was crazy about Peggy Jewel Moore. I knew that she would get off the bus at about the same this time at noon. So I would go, I would make sure that I was at this 7-Eleven when she got off the bus so she could see me and I'm grubby and I'm working and I'm dirty and, I da -da 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 and all those kinds of things. And so this one time she got off the bus, she was going to summer school and I said, hey, Peggy, how are you? She looked at me and said, oh, you're so dirty. You'll never grow up to amount to anything. I said, wow. Excuse me? Wow. So, Peggy, where are you, man? <laughs> so I told, I told my uncle that story. See, your father's your disciplinarian. Your uncle's your buddy. Yeah. Your uncle's the guy you can tell anything to. So I told my uncle Jimmy. Um, I said, Uncle Jimmy, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da, and I told him the story. He said, don't ever forget that story mm -hmm. and use that as motivation. And one of these days... She'll be sorry. Yeah. So things got kind of rolling for me and stuff like that. And so Peggy knew my sister, Genoa. And so uh, there was a couple of articles in the paper, and I was going back to San Antonio for an event. And so Peggy called Genoa and said, well, you know, Genoa, uh, I know James is coming back. Do you think I'd get to talk to him? Genoa says, honey, James Webster, that's my middle name, <laughs> James Webster wants nothing to do with you. Wow. And my sister got more enjoyment out of it than yeah, I did. Yeah, probably. So, you know, th there are these things along the road of life that you use to, oh, keep you going, that you, that you use to motivate yourselves. Yep. It, could be, it could be anything, such as something like that. Yeah. So that, that motivate, motivated me then. It still, along with other things, motivates me now. I, um, I, don't, I don't work to live. I live to work. That's it. That, I've, I've, said that like exact, I've said that just exact. I've said that exact motto. I've said that exact motto. My I can tell. I can tell. I can tell by you know by what you're doing in, in the chopper that you yeah. you lift work. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Look at that. Where's you know where's the high? Where's the CHP? Where are the chips? Where are the chips? Run them off the road. Set up the roadblock. <laughs> shoot the tires out. Where's the where's the nails? You know. All that kind of it's stuff. It's coming up to the end of the show. Jim needs his time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! So, but I I'm 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 a big admirer of you. Like. Like like all of L.A. is. I mean, because nah. there, there's certain people that just kind of stick out. Nah. And when you stick out and when you when you tell the truth and you're entertaining like you are, man, it, it's it's cool. Yeah, it's not work. It, it, you know, it's not. It's it is. It is fun. But if my you know, if Malden's listening right now, it's it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot of, of work. work. <laughs> so, OK, so sports back to the mm -hmm. sports. I got to ask. So. I know people are really into music. I know people are really into cars. Uh, and you obviously have got like, not just, you're just not all about it. You've got the inside track, right? Sometimes, yeah. I got to ask, yeah. is there anything like where, you know, you would say, I'm going to make the ultimate team and I'm going to get this guy, this guy, this guy. Have you ever played that game? Uh, you know what? I, I don't really like to to look at things of the past right because if i was supposed to have been there i would have been right if i was supposed to have played with magic i would have played with magic 
if I was supposed to be Muhammad, I would have been. You know, I I came along at the time when the big general manager in the sky wanted me to come along. Right. I learned that from Mr. Hookstratton. Hmm. And, you know, why wish you were someone else? Just make the best out of what you are and who you are right. today. Yeah. And so I've been really lucky uh, in, in that regard. I don't, like to, I, t- I don't like to go back to reunions because when you go to reunions, what do they do? They talk, talk about, about everything the old in the times. Past, about the old times. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. But for what I do today, it's like you. I'm always looking now and ahead a little and ahead bit ahead, and ahead yep. you know. So for me, another yeah. slogan for me is tomorrow never gets here because today I'm looking out for tomorrow. When tomorrow gets here, I'm looking out for the next day. I, you know what? Next time, next time we're at some event, I got to have my wife next to me because my wife preaches to me. No, she's going to hear this too. I got to be careful. She preaches to me, live in the moment, Stu. That's it. Live in the moment. That's it. And, and, and I'm always sitting there thinking, no, I got, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I can't enjoy now because I don't know what, I got to make sure that Stu, the next step is going to be Stu, good. They're smarter than we are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just telling you. Let, can I tell you this story? Sure. Oh, we got a lot of time. I, got lo- time. I love this. Okay. Okay. And I'm not being a name drop or anything. No, please. But a good friend of mine is Lionel Richie. I, okay? Good friend of mine. Lionel was asking me one time, he said, he said, Jim, he said, who are you seeing right now? I said, well, Lionel, da, 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 you know, it's kind of hard. That's such like, a list. Yeah. Which one are you talking no, about? No, 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 no. See? I said, because I like to work. He says, you know, Jim, let me explain something to you. He said, they're smarter than we are. I said, who? He said, the ladies. I said, oh, come on, Lionel. He said, here's his story. You take the top 10 companies in America, eight out of 10, nine out of 10, probably the person that sits in the big office is a male. I said, that's right. Yeah. That's right. He says, who sits outside that door? I said, oh, he said, that's right. Yeah. The secretary. Who controls when you get in, how long you stay, and when you come out, who's the first person, the person the big office talks to that may decide whether you come back or not? And who's the person that controls the schedule of the person in the big office? Too true. I said, secretary. He said, they're smarter than we are. (laughs) So, and it, it took a little time to sink in, but it finally did. Yeah. And that's why I have the, the utmost amount of respect for, um, uh, for, 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 our, for our females, our ladies in, in our society. I mean, I, I remember quite vividly one time um, when I'm playing football in, in Kingsville, I get knocked out. I come over on the sidelines. And my mother used to drive down to the games every weekend, mm-hmm. every weekend. My father worked on the railroad, so he was, he was gone. And I got knocked out, and I looked, and I woke up, and I looked. I did this in a promo here at the station. That's why I remember it so well. I looked up, and my mother had come out of the seats and came down on the bench and was sitting next to me. I said, Mom, you can't come down here. Yet this is, this is you know, this is the bench. I'm on the field. You can't come down here. She said, I came down to see about my baby. Mm-hmm. So some of my teammates started laughing. Ah, hi, 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 hi. Your mama came down on this thing. And my mother said, you know I what? I totally see that. If you don't shut up over there, I'm going to come over there and kick your butt too. And that was, that that was Tina Mayhill. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it. Uh, I know. I just. I just. I've had a. Has it been up and down? Absolutely. The ups of when I work. The downs of when I when I'm idle. When I don't work. Uh, but I. I know how lucky I am. And I'm just. I'm just thrilled to be sitting here doing a podcast <laughs> with Stu Mundell, yep. the guy that can stop. 
TV. You know, there's not that many people that can do that. <laughs> you can stop the news. Stop the news. You stop, stop the news <clears throat> by creating news. Stop the news. Take a look what we found. That's right. Look what the, we got. You're, you're, look, the look only, you're, the, you're the only person I know that can do that. <laughs> I mean, there has to be an earthquake, but you'd be involved with We'd that. be there. You'd be there. Uh, well, we don't... Big fire. We, we're there. We were there. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. You, you 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 stop the news. You make the news and stop the news at the I same time. I don't make it. I don't make it. We find it. We find it. We find it. We see it. Well, if we're making the news, sometimes when I got when I want to get on and you cut me off, never. I'm saying he's making it up because he knows. <laughs> but let me let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you this. Why is it? Why is it that all these high speed chases always happen between five and seven in the afternoon or ten thirty and eleven thirty at night? Okay, I, I got an answer. I hope you do, because I, 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 I have the question. I have an answer. I have an answer. You got to think, they put us up flying around, so we're low on fuel. So then it's the worst luck for me, because then the pursuit starts, and then I'm worried about, are we going to have enough fuel to get to the oh, end? Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 I'm you. No, that, that's what I'm saying. That's the reason why it happens at those times. Because that, that's the time slot. That's when it happens. The pursuits always happen when it's the when that's it, what That's what I'm saying. Least what are these, what are these people thinking? <laughs> it's 5 o'clock traffic they, in L.A. Why, why wouldn't you do it at five, 8 o'clock in the morning? 5 o'clock traffic and all the, you just see these pursuits and you're like on the 405. You're like, you know, it's going to take them two hours to get over the hill. And it's like exactly. wide open. Yes. Wide open. It's like, how is this happening? I, well, you know, why me? You know, sometimes I said, you know, you know, Mundell's out there making this stuff up. He, he, he knows I'm sitting on the set waiting to go on. He's just messing with all of us. But I'm just joking. I'm Not just joking. You know, uh, you, you were mentioning some of the people that uh, you, you didn't want to name drop. And I've just got to ask because it's one of my, one of, you know, I'd, like I said, not big into sports. But one of the people that I totally admired and always wanted to meet was um, Muhammad Ali. Yes. Did you ever meet that? Did you ever meet him? Did you ever yeah. talk to him? Yeah, Muhammad and I <clears throat> used to live in the same neighborhood in Hancock. Park. Are you kidding me? Wow. When he, when he was there. Um, I have a great story about Muhammad. When Muhammad was fighting and we were in college, we made money off him. Because when he came along, he was talking trash and backing it up. Yep. Okay. And as African Americans, here, here's somebody that we can look up to. So what we would do is we would go and we would, we would make bets on Muhammad. And my partner was Gene Upshaw, who was 6'6 and 275. So I had a really good bodyguard there. And we would make all these bets with some of the other guys. Uh, on the on the team and and in in school, and we'd we'd always win. He was he was the first athlete that talked trash and backed it up. Yeah. And as a young African American, that was something that we could we could live up look and up he, to. He didn't just like talk that. trash. He's, he the way he did it was the, and, like, and he, all the verbiage was classy. He could he could hang out with kings and queens, and also the common guy out yep. on the street. He, and then when I got a chance to meet him, he was just wonderful. But one day I'm driving down. Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> well, there's two, there's two things. There's two things. There's two stories that stick out in my mind. I'm driving down the street after I leave the show and going down where we lived in Hancock Park. And I see this figure walking down the street. And I said, I'm looking at that figure. looks familiar. It's Muhammad walking by himself. I said, hey, man, the heck are you doing? Just taking a walk. Yeah. Get your butt in this car. He just would just take off and walk. So I took him back home and his wife thanked me and so forth. Wow. So, but then there was another time on, uh, <clears throat> I was going through Beverly Hills on Wilshire Boulevard. And there's all this traffic that had stopped because there's some guy up on a tall building who was threatening to jump off the building. Okay. Okay. Muhammad is driving along and he's driving and driving and driving. And so, 
he knows and sees what's happening. He hears what's happening. He gets out of his car in the middle of the street. He goes into the building. Muhammad, Muhammad, yeah. I want to go up and talk to this guy. Oh, come on, come on, come yeah. on. Ali, they take Ali up to the top of the building. The guy's sitting up there on the, he didn't know. I, he, I, I've he, never heard this story. Yeah, he wanted to jump, whatever. Muhammad looked at him and said, hey, man, what are you doing? He says, well, you know, Muhammad, you know, champ, I don't know. I'm just so bad. I had an argument with my wife. Da, 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 and I'm just thinking about jumping off. I just don't know what to do. Da, da, da. Muhammad said, look, whatever you're going to do, just do it. Hurry up and jump. <laughs> <laughs> he said, if you're going to jump, I jump. I knew I love this guy. Yeah. He said, if you're going to jump, jump. No. He said, because what you're doing is there's, a whole, there's, a, there's all this traffic yeah. up and down Wilshire Boulevard, and I'm late getting home, and I don't want my wife mad at me. <laughs> The guy, the guy came off the ledge. Which way? To, hmm? Which way? No, Which no, way no, no. He, he didn't jump. Okay, okay. He came off. Right. Muhammad took him down, and then he got in his car and went on home. All right. Hey, you know that's that's. So I, I'm knowing people like that, but I, I will tell you one of my favorite stories is not about a sporting event. Okay. But it's because of sports that I got to do this story. We're going to the. Winter Olympics in Lillehammer, Norway. I think this is 1984, I believe. And we're driving around and we're looking for stories. And we see and we drive by this McDonald's. And this McDonald's has... In Norway? Yes. Okay. It has a salmon burger. Nice. So I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool, a salmon yeah. burger. So yeah. we're the salmon burger. So we look off on the right and we look around and there's this track. And on this track are reindeer. And there's reindeer on running around like, there, like there, there, there's no there's no visual, but you're just telling you, man, my eyes are popping out. I'm like, what? Reindeer, okay, reindeer, reindeer. But the reindeer, the reindeer is pulling, pulling, they're pulling no, the driver, no. and they're racing the reindeer. So in that <laughs> part of the world, in Lillehammer, Norway, they depended on reindeer for food, for clothing, for transportation, stuff like that. So they would just run around and around in circles. So we, oh, that's just really cool. Let's go yeah. over and look at this. Reindeer so my cameraman races. and I go over and we're looking at it. And see, we see this teepee, a break, looks like an Indian teepee, and there's, in, there's a guy inside, and he's looking out, and he's looking, he kind of comes out, and he looks over there, and he sees me. Well, And he says, Jim Hill. No, no, no. <laughs> what he said was, well, what is that? Because here I am, African-American, True. Little Hammer, Norway. Yeah. yeah I yeah. stick out like, yeah, I was gonna okay? Say. Yeah, yeah. So I saw him, and he came. He's about 25 yards away, and so he looked and looked. And I saw him, he was, he was pointing at his, at, his, at his hand and rubbing the back of his hand. And then he was pointing at me like, yeah. that, you know, his skin, his skin is different than mine. Wow. And I saw him do that, so I rubbed my back of my hand mm. and pointed at him, my skin is different than yours. <laughs> so then he started, he got kind of giggled. So he sent some people over and they invited us into his teepee, just like an Indian teepee. Okay. We sat in that teepee for about two hours. With the, with the translator there, talking about why his skin was like his, why my skin was like mine, why his hair was like his, why my hair was like mine. We're going on and going on and going on. That's one of the greatest things that's happened to me in sport. It, it was because of sports that I had to have that experience to talk to someone else. And, we, and everything was, there wasn't any hollering and screaming. Right, yeah, yeah. There was this, <clears throat> this innocence of not ignorance, but there was this innocence. innocence of one towards the other, me towards him and him towards me, as to why we looked different. 
And when we walked out, we walked out arm in arm, hugged him, talked, called him my brother. He called me his brother in, yeah. in Norwegian and walked and turned around and walked off and got in the car and came on back. But see, that's that those things to me only happen because of sports. You know, there it never really, and I'm not blind to it, but I never really, you know, think about it like that. But you're right. You know, as far as race relations goes and things, I mean, sports is pretty much the great uniter. Oh, yeah. You, know, you have the teams. Everybody works together. Everybody um, wears the same color. Everybody wears the same color. We That's all it. root for the same side. That's you right. Know, we're there to do one job. That's right. And uh, it, it really, it is, it is a great uniter. And in, it teaches us, it teaches us so much about, <laughs> about life because everything, a lot of things, most of the things I have learned about life and working come from sports. Get up early, go to bed late, work like hell in between. Yeah. Always help your teammate. Yeah, which that's here, the other one too. Which here is always help the guys back in sports. What They do stuff for you, you do stuff for them. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, it's, it's, just, it's just the best. I mean, I, it teaches us a lot of things. Yeah, maybe I should have been more into sports. I don't know. No, 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 because <laughs> I couldn't have you back there in the sports department talking about, whoa! Oh, look at that! What time What's are we going, going on, on the air today? Oh, did you see what Jim did then? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the only thing, just because we were talking about sports, is so the only sports thing that I ever got into when I was in my 20s, uh, I was in Florida, and Wayne Heisinger owned sure. the Marlins. Yes. And uh, you're, talking about, you're talking about great women. So Wayne Heisinger's personal secretary turned out was just, you know, was my roommate's mom. So he, wow. bought, he bought the Marlins. And at this time, I was, you know, it was college-ish, you know, going to art school. Food was like the thing. We would plan what parties we would go to if they had free food or free alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Frank's mom says, I'll cook you guys up. And he, she got us booth tickets to all the Marlin games. And in the, you know, in, in the, in the booth, you get, you know, prime rib and guy with a cummerbund mm-hmm. sir mm-hmm. would you like another mm-hmm. and here i am with my long hair and stuff hanging off my face you know i look like a fishing accident and and so we started going there and everybody in in the booth you know in, in the in the box actually in the box they were just you know they were just there for the alcohol and the food which i was too but then nobody was watching the game so mm-hmm. i started looking out the window and i started watching the game and i got into the game I really, I, that was like the only time that I was really, I can remember where I was like watching. And I mean, I'm not that naive. I mean, I know how to play baseball and, you know, mm-hmm. so I was really getting into the game and they were doing horribly. That's all I remember. But I was, I was excited to go like, because we had this open ticket, you know, we could go to the, you know, as sure, long as they were doing sure. poorly, sure. we were allowed to go to the, go sit, mm-hmm. in, sit, in, sit in the box. So that was the only time I really got into, into sports and I really enjoyed it was because there was alcohol and free food. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, alcohol and free fruit. Boy, I tell you what, there's some guys I grew up with that played. They'd love to have you as a roommate. You know what, though? Do people know? I just noticed something. What? You, you're wearing earrings. Yeah. They, how, well, the, how, many, how many do you have I got in that three. Ear? I got three in there. Is and it three it, or four? There's three. And, uh-huh. it's, uh, and it was just something. Do they it, know? Do, see? People don't, know, people don't see it know. because I got the headsets oh, on. Oh, they'll know now. But, but, because but, because as, I, I got people that, that pointed it out. Uh, there's a, I, I'll, I'm going to point know, it out I'm, even I'm gonna, more I'm going to name drop right here. It's, uh, so Tim Lynn, mm-hmm. he's from Five. And uh, when, I was, when, we used to, when our contract was over there, we used to, the helicopter company was the same one. So I saw Tim all the time. Tim is ex-law enforcement. So he would always be like, what's with the earrings? I'm like they're just they're just earrings. I just mm-hmm. had them since you know mm-hmm. since the '90s. I never got never took them out. They're they're sealed. They can't. I can't. I'd have to cut them off. And he's like, all right. 
the next day or a week later, he'd be like, what's with the earrings? I'm like, dude, I just told you. And he's like, <laughs> he's like I'm going to figure out what they mean. They mean something. They mm -hmm. mean something. And I'm like, they don't mean anything. They mean I got earrings. So, mm -hmm. so you're not the only one that's noticed the earrings. I mean, we had a boss here that noticed the earrings, and he didn't like it at all. He's gone Yeah, now. but most people at home don't know that Stu Mundell wears earrings, see? So that's, that's what I'm talking about right there. And they'd be, and now that they know a little bit, a little bit more about you, that yeah. you wear earrings. I, I, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my that didn't hurt. Is coming out. Oh, you know what? <laughs> and you want to know what? I'll tell you this too. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go to the the piercing pagoda. Mm -hmm. I, I, I pushed these through myself. You did? Yeah. You just manly for punishment. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm macho man. So, I'm gonna so, put a hole in my ear and prove I'm macho man. So I, so I got, I got, I got the earrings going on, but uh, you got something there on your, on your finger. Again, oh. a podcast, no pictures. Uh, well, this what, this what? is this is my alumni ring uh, from the NFL. This this uh, um, this to me is it signifies eight years playing in the NFL, uh, which is the best thing that happened to me. Uh, five operations, and everybody everybody that plays Knees? gets hurt. Yeah, a couple on my knee, um, one of my on my uh, shoulder, a rotator cuff, uh, one on my ankle. Wow. And then, as Lionel said, I must have had one done on my brain, too. So, <laughs> But um, I, I wouldn't have given it. I wouldn't have traded for anything in the world. I, I really wouldn't have. I, I'll tell you this. If I hadn't played football, Stu, I wouldn't be sitting here with you today. I, I totally you, you believe that. You would have been that. Dr. Jim Hill. No, no. I would be, I'd be six feet under someplace because oh, wow. of the – the 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 neighborhood in in which I grew up in, I lived at the end of a dead end street, so sometimes I had two fights a day, one getting out, the other getting back in. Wow! Uh, so a lot of these stories that that you hear about young athletes and some of the trials and tribulations that they go through, I can identify with that because I went through what you know what they have gone through and what others will go through. So I'm um, I'm just I'm lucky to have. The job that I have to be—I mean, to me, every day is—I mean—is is a gift. Yeah. Because I see what other people are going through and struggling through, and and, and sometimes you, I say it could have been me. You you constantly are moving. That was the other thing too. You're always you know you're always moving from place to place to place to be at all these places when these when these events are happening. Can I tell you why? Yes. Dinner is cheap. <laughs> no no no. Think about this. Think think about this for a second. The Lakers play 81 games. Okay. 41 are at home. Same thing with the Clippers. That's 82. 82. Okay. The, the Dodgers play 162. That's 81 at home. Okay. Wow. Now you got, you got almost half a year right there. I'd go there and have dinner for it. 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I, 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 I learned, like I said, I learned from, um, from Ed Hookstrat. Someone else I learned from was Jerry West. Um, Jerry West to me is uh, who's Jerry West? Yeah, who's Jerry West? Yeah, Jerry West, the logo, who who's in charge of the Lakers? Okay, who who made the Lakers into the fabulous um, uh, basketball team that they were in the eighties? And and if and when you look on the logo, when you look on the NBA uniforms mm -hmm. of of the guys that wear, you see a, lo a logo that's Jerry West. And so Jerry was the general manager. At, um, with the Lakers. And Jerry gave me this piece of advice. He said, 
He said, I know who you are, and I know what you do. And then he said, and this, and Stu, this really got, this put chills. He said, don't let us down. Man, that, oh, those, are, those are the tough ones, aren't okay. they? Yeah. Don't, le- don't let us down. Jerry West, to me, is, and I'm sure since you wear earrings and you're up in the sky all the time, <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you understand astrology. Okay. A little bit, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. you know what the North Star is. Oh, yes, I do. Okay. For people who are listening and they may not know, if I can describe it correctly, the North Star is when you get lost in the middle of the night or in the desert or something. If you can find that North Star, that'll help guide you home, guide you to safety, guide you to wherever you want to go. Yeah. For me, in what I do, if you get lost and maybe you're doing something you shouldn't do, saying something you shouldn't say, you got to have somebody that you can that you can lean on, somebody that yep. can help guide you out. Well, Jerry West is my North Star. Wow. He's my North Star. Bob Costas is another North Star of mine. Vin Scully is a terrific North Star of mine because Tommy Lasorte, because and of course Ed Hookstrat. I got a I got a lot of North Stars. Yeah, you stars. got a lot. You've got a you've got you got a crew behind you. Well, because because sure. I need a lot of help. No, no. But you you need people in your life that can kind of guide you in the right direction because it's, it's real easy. Listen, we all make mistakes. We, we all make mistakes. And I was told that by, by Mr. Hookstrat. He said, you're going to make mistakes. He said, yeah. oh, yeah, you're really going to mess it's up. How, it's how you recover. That's how you recover. Yep. Lionel told me the same thing. Let me tell you another Lionel Richie story. I, you know what? I'm all about I'm, I'm serious. I'm about because, yeah, Lionel Richie. Let's hear it. Okay. <clears throat> I get a call, and they said, Jim, we want, to give you a star on the Walk of Fame. Oh, I read about this. I was going to ask you about and this. And I said, oh, no. I, no, 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 no. That's not for me. That's for uh, big-time uh, actors and actresses yeah. and musicians. So I called Lionel. I said, Lionel, I got this call, man. They want to give me a star on the Walk of Fame. He said, that's great. Congratulations. Congratulations. When does it happen? I said, no, Lionel, I, 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 mm-mm. I'm not, I'm not you. I'm not. I, he said, are you crazy? <laughs> He used some profanity in there, too. And I said, no. He said, sit down. He's, and we're talking on the phone. He said, are you sitting down? I said, yeah, I'll sit down. So I'm sitting down. I said, okay, Lionel, I'm sitting down. He said, if you don't want it for yourself, take it for the kids, the mm-hmm. young kids in South Central. Oh. Ding. Yeah. The light goes on. Yeah. And I said, oh, wow. He said, yeah. Take it for them. You, if you don't want it, that's fine. If you don't think you deserve it, that's fine. But show those young kids in South Central. And, I mean, he's one of the smartest people I know. I mean, he's appreciated more around the world than he is right here at home. Yeah. But I have, I have a few people that are like that, and, and Lionel is one of them, that can kind of make high noon out of midnight, so to speak. And he kind of cleared things up, and then I said, oh, okay, I see what you mean. Because sometimes I, I just all I want to do is work, and I want to be oblivious to a lot of other, a lot of other stuff. So that's my story, my two stories about Lionel Richie. So I got to ask because uh, I'm I am a car guy. What what are you driving? What are what do you have cars? Do you collect anything, or are you just the I just want a car to get me A to B. A to B. I could be a good Uber driver. You could. Oh yeah, I know the best way to get around town. I say that all the time too. I say <laughs> I, I, I I say Jim Hill's a good Uber driver. No, I no, I, I always say if I won the lottery, 
I would I would be well. I always just say taxi driver. Now it would probably be an Uber driver, but but I would do it just oh, just yeah. to meet oh, yeah. people and oh, drive around because those are two things I like around. to do. Yes, drive around. Yeah. But see, I know I know a couple of of um, shortcuts. I also when when to and when not to get in certain lanes on the freeway. Right. I'm not going to go into any depth on that because that might get me in more trouble. <laughs> but <laughs> but I I that that's all part of the job. Yeah. For the way that I believe. And what I was taught and what in the advice that I was given mm-hmm. is go. Just go. Go. Just go there and be I there. I mean, just go. Hey, make people think there's 10 of you when there's only really one. Yeah. So. People, people do. I got to say no, that. I, don't I, gotta know say, about that but. I was uh, one time I was talking to one of the camera guys here and they were, was it, I guess it was one of the parties. And I mentioned that I, I got to say hi to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, oh I got to guy, say hi to you. That guy works. That guy, mm-hmm. he is everywhere all the time. And he just was going on and on and on about it. And I thought to myself, man, if I, if I had, a, if it was in a different place, I'd want to be your apprentice just to, just to know how to do, just to constantly go, 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 plan it, be there and just, you know, make it all happen. Yeah. And then you bring, and this is the thing too, you bring it, you bring it five days a week, right? Six days a week. Six, sometimes seven. Whenever seven they let me. It, yeah, and sure. that's what I'm saying. It's like you go out there and, and that's what I said earlier. You don't phone it in. You go out there, you talk to these people. I know this for a fact. You, you meet everybody. You try to be at every, if, unless it's like a, a physical impossibility, which you might have to you and we just don't know. But hmm. you, you make sure you are at every game and seeing and meeting and talking and getting the information. And that's what I'm saying. It's like the inside scoop to the max. Well, that's, I, I keep telling you part of the reason is Dinner's only co- dinner dinner's only cost ten bucks. Only co- it only costs ten bucks. I'm, no, I'm, I'm very serious. I, I'm going I'm to get into some sports too. Ten dollar dinners. On. I'm all yeah, about we can, it. Yeah, we can go. Let's go. Let's go do that. It's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's worth it. Every. So you know, uh, so Kobe, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. So he is. Uh, he he was. He was. Uh, he was. He was. He was like the the talk of the town at our airport. Because he got flown into every game, sure. and he used to charter one of the helicopters out of the out of mm-hmm. the out of our out of sure. the out of the company we're sure. out of, and uh, I got to tell you, if you ever see him, the pilots used to fight like you know, never got to blows, mm-hmm. but they would fight over who gets to fly Kobe and when. So that was that was a big deal back in the day. But I know that you know him uh, personally pretty well. Yeah. What what is what is. I mean, he's one of these people too that I don't think he, you know, it's like who, who is he? I mean, really? I mean, it, it, when it gets down to, it, we're all just people, but this guy is like it's Kobe freaking Bryant. Well, every once in a while, the big person upstairs will single out someone and give them and give them a certain gift, and the big person upstairs touched Kobe. He is probably the most singularly minded individual I've ever met. He, Magic, Michael, Muhammad, and there's a few others, that all they wanted to do was to work on and perfect their craft. And that's what he did. He, ha- he, he, ha- he has this gift. He has this talent. He's, um, he's one of the chosen ones. And uh, when I you know, when I say that, there's there's like you, you're one of the chosen ones. There's, not, there's hardly anybody can do what you do once you get up in the air. Okay, when he gets on the court, yeah, very few people that can do what he did, what Muhammad did, right. what Magic did, what Kareem did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
that's why I know how lucky I am. I've been able to uh, see, meet, and in some instances have a real good rela- uh, relationship, relationship with, with some of these individuals. And I, I, I have the greatest amount of respect and admiration for him. Respect and admiration, that's one of the things, too. It's like you've got all these great people and that, that you are friends with, and they have the respect and admiration for Jim Hill as well, just like how you know everybody's watching these guys. These guys, are, they don't watch you, but they respect, and they come to you. They talk to you. And they bring it all, they, it, it's like they bring it to you. And is that a responsibility that you, is that a burden for you? Or no, is that more of no, a, no, of a blessing? You, no, you have, you have to earn someone's respect. <laughs> yes. And trust. Yeah. Trust, it takes a long time to earn trust, but you can lose it in a split second. Mm-hmm. And Especially uh, in this business. Especially yeah. in this business. Especially and, in and, this business. And by them knowing that I played and that I have the scars Right, and that I have given up the game-winning touchdown with 10 seconds to go, that I know what it's like to be on the peak of the mountain, but I also know what it's like to be down in the depths of the valley where you think the, the loss was your fault. I know what that's like. Yeah. And, I will tell, and I will tell you this. Next to, <clears throat> next to losing uh, a loved one uh, because of a death in the family and stuff like that, that obviously is, is the worst. Being responsible for losing a game that you think was your fault is the worst feeling I've ever had. And you, you never forget about it. Yeah. Every once in a while, even today, I kind of have dreams of uh, giving up game-winning touchdown, and I'll wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat. So there are, those, there are these things that stick with you forever, but you learn from them. Right. You learn how to, how to learn from that. You learn how to work hard. You learn how to not do the same thing that led to that mistake that you made. So you obviously have huge friends that are in super high places, great, great athletes, amazing athletes. Um, Is there something that, that you could like look at all of them and say, this is the thing that brings them all together. This is the one thing they all share. Sure. Their will to win. Their, their dedication to their craft. Um, that's, you know, that, I, I don't want to cut you off, but that's mm-hmm. one of the things, too, that I always think about with sports is, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times, like, you know, you, you'll see some athletes, they compete against themselves, right? But they're mm-hmm. not really on a team, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But when you're on a team, you've got to be the best that you can be, but still be able to be a team member you're a piece in this sure. in this game sure right so there's it's not just your great ability but it's also your great ability to interact with your teammates right mm-hmm. oh you have to but but then if you can prove to your teammates that you can lead them that when they make a mistake you can make up for it that's what makes you a leader when you go when you're the first one there and you're the last one to leave yeah that shows on an individual basis um you know, like 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 Tiger, who he competes against himself in a way. He, he, he yeah. Now he knows there are others that are around that want to beat him, but he knows he's Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. And I've known Tiger for well, I guess since he was nine. Wow. And his father introduced me to him. Um, Tiger is he's when he's playing golf, the needle moves. I mean, the, these past. Four or five weeks when he's in golf tournaments, mm-hmm. or oh, just moved. The the numbers on the on the ratings would would increase 
a third, a fourth, the ticket sales would increase dramatically because Tiger Woods Tiger's is there. Yeah, and a lot of it has to do with, with most of it has to do with his playing ability. Some of it has to do with other things that have happened to him yeah, yeah, along he, the road. People want to see. And they also want to see if he can come back. He will. He, absolutely. I, and again, too, it's like, I, like I am the outside guy. I mean, I watch golf. I got to tell you, golf is one of the ones that I sit there and I'll watch it every now and then, or I'll be around people who, and I'm just, it's one of the, I'm, to me, I'm, I'm speechless because mm-hmm. I just watch this and I think to myself, how the, I can't use that profanity, but sure how the heck, sure how you can. the heck do they get that sure, little tiny ball? Say, whoa, hello, whoa, whoa, look at that. <laughs> and then, you know, and, and just, it, I mean, I, I, I'll say it and somebody's going to be really going to chastise me, but you know, it's, it's luck that it gets in the hole, like a hole in one. But just to get it on on that next green, on that little sure. spot, it is to me I jaw dropping, amazing to watch this stuff. And that's the thing; it's like people come to me sometimes, or they other friends will be like, "Oh, we're golf or anything," and I'm just like, "Well, you got to look at what these guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Think about this for a minute. Can you do this? Let them try. Yeah, let them give let this them a try. try. Sure. No, and can. and this isn't just dumb luck. This is they're making this stuff happen every freaking time. Um, I, I, I got a question there, but I, I got to ask because the one sport that my family is into, my, I have two daughters, mm-hmm. uh, so the Kings. Hockey. Yes. What, what, do you, what, 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 what is your prediction? Where do you think the Kings are going to go so I can, so I can you know, show up my kids? Be like, well, oh. we're going to have to talk about next year since they just got eliminated. Oh. So uh, the Kings are, um, I, I think that there will probably be a couple of changes made because in hockey – when you when you played for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. it, it take it really takes it out of you. Right? Oh yeah, I, I got I got introduced to hockey through a gentleman by the name of Willie O'Ree. Don't know him. Okay, let me tell you this story <laughs> since I'm so full of <laughs> stories. Some people say bull, but it's stories. No, no, these are good. I'm I'm playing in San Diego, and there's a minor league hockey team there by the San Diego Gulls. Willie O'Ree was the first African American player in the National Hockey League. Okay. He was now playing for the Gulls. And I'm driving by the sports arena one night, and the Gulls are playing the Portland Buckaroos. There's a guy on the Portland Buckaroos by the name of Connie Madigan. Connie Madigan was, was like the villain. Okay. The bad Portland. Guy. Yeah, he, oh, he was the villain. So the way I interpreted things is listening to Ron Rena, who's a radio announcer, is that Connie Madigan was chasing Willie O'Ree. Connie Madigan is white. Willie O'Ree is black. My warped mind is yeah. a white guy chasing a black guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got to go see this, and they're on ice, on the sticks. Okay, so, so I go in. So wait, wait. So you're hearing this on the radio? I'm hearing and it on the radio. Now you're going to the game. I'm going. I'm going to the game. Yeah. Immediately, so I go into the sports arena and I walk in. I get buy a ticket, walk in, and I'm standing there, and I see this. I see him playing hockey. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah, it and is. Going up and down the ice mm-hmm. on skates and all this kind of stuff, and Willie O'Ree is flying. He's flying and connie madigan is after him yep. and i'm thinking man that, that, and they start fighting yep. which is allowed in in, in in hockey yeah so i said oh this is so I, I asked to meet him after the game is over i went down met him met his wife dell went to their home in uh in san diego a few times and that's how i that started my interest in hockey because my thing was how'd you get involved in hockey yeah. Of, of all the sports, all the that, sports. Are, that are out there, yep. how did you get involved? And then he explained how he got involved 
in hockey to me. You know, he played for the Boston Bruins. He was uh, he had he had vision problems in in, in like his, his left eye, so they had to put him only on one side of the ice to take advantage. So he so it would uh, it wouldn't affect his uh, the 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 vision issues right. that he had. Yeah. So I've, I've learned so about he's him. handicapped. I mean, I don't mean handicapped, but yeah. he's he's got he's, you know he, yeah he's got and, issues, and, and he still made the pros, and he was terrific. Yeah, he was Willie O'Ree. Yeah, Willie O'Ree. he used to invite me to his home to eat, and then his wife told him I ate too much, so <laughs> she she ceremoniously uninvited me to come to their house on Sunday afternoons oh. uh, to eat. Yeah, so wow. see all these things, it's just luck. It, well. But you know, luck little, counts, right? But, I was going to say it's yeah. it, it, it it it's pure it's pure luck, and yeah. I know that and I accept that, and I'm I'm happy for it. Somewhere along the line, there's going to be you know this. We all are going to kind of move on. So, do you have any advice? You for speak the, for yourself. For, yeah, well, that, you you move on. I know I, what I, I'm, I'm going to th- do. This one I'm reading. I don't care what I'm you're reading. reading. I'm so, I'm telling you what I'm saying. Yeah, I was going to say you you speak for yourself. I'm not moving on. Yeah, there I mean, you I, go. Yeah, the way the way my life is going right now, I just told my wife that. I said, I'm going to be working at 72. Just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's that simple. Uh, so what do you have What do you have advice for the, for the next Jim Hill? The, the next, you know. Oh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm you know, I, I got to I mean, say. You, people, I, I just got to say it like this. Is there, there can't be. You know what I mean? I'm just. I'm, I'm going to throw it in there. There can't be. There's nobody that is going to work as hard. There's nobody that's going to be as good. It's like it's like the same thing. You got the Magic Johnson, and then you've got you know, Kobe. You know, it's they they're they're both great at what they do, but it, they he didn't replace them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but I I just I don't I don't think about those things because I'm too I'm I'm concerned about what I'm going to do today. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow. Yep. That's how that's how I was taught is how you succeed or try to succeed. You know, once you start thinking about oh I should be this guy, I want you to start um, There you go. Be, be the best you can be. Be, be the best Jim Hill. Be the best you can be. And you I are. Mean, there's there, there's a couple of uh, of a military slogans who are like that, right? Be the do, best you can when, be. When you don't when you don't know what to do, do what you know. That's, That's it. the military yeah. one. Yeah. Be the best you can be. And, and you know, you learn other things. You know, you, I was I was fortunate enough to be in in the Boy Scouts for a little while, and and I earned a couple of uh, merit badges and stuff like that. And those things teach you a lot as well. Yeah. I I was I was in front of a bunch of scouts one time, and they said, "Oh, yeah, Jim, yeah, he he was in a bunch of scouts. He did, he didn't know what he was doing." I said, "Who said that?" And the young guy stood up. I, I said, okay, are you ready for this? And he said, yeah. He said, impress me. I said, okay, uh-huh. I'll impress you. I said, on my honor, I'll do my best to do my duty to God and my country to obey the scout laws, to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. I'm impressed. See? <laughs> and, 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 then, and then then he just, okay? Because sometimes... Yeah. You got to prove yourself. You got to prove yourself. You got to, and, and there's there's always going to be someone out there that wants to challenge you. Yeah. That wants to see if they can embarrass you, and and all you have to do is just be honest. And if you're honest, and speak the truth as much as as much as I can. Yeah. Then more times than not, you're going to be all right. So I lucked out on that one. I'm I'm glad he didn't ask me about yeah. you know something else, but um, I know it's it's. It's it's fun. Uh, I, I was I, I met a guy uh, a few days ago who um, 
who grew up, I grew up with in San Antonio, Texas, that when um, he, was, he was on the same bus, the city bus um, that I was on, that I stole. You stole a bus? Well, I didn't, oh, no, I didn't, we, I didn't we, quite, we oh, okay. I didn't quite <laughs> steal it. I didn't, Borrowed I mean, it? You that's it more back. accurate. Okay. Okay, <clears throat> let me tell you what happened. I'm playing at Highlands High School. Okay. Next week, we're going to play Jefferson, which so is our... So you're teen-ish. Yeah, yes. We're playing Jefferson next week, and that's our rival. But this week, Jefferson is playing MacArthur. So what we did was we got on a bus, went to Alamo Stadium, sat in Jefferson's section, and rooted for MacArthur. Okay, we rooted for the opposition. Yeah, we got in a couple of scuffles, but that eh, was all right. We, we won. <laughs> we were tough guys. Football players. Yeah. So football now players. it's time to go home. So to go home, we had to get to the stadium. We had to take a, a bus to go downtown, get a transfer, get on downtown to go to Alamo Stadium. Now the game is over. We have to get on the bus to go back downtown, get a transfer, go to right Okay. Right. We get on the bus. There's no bus driver. We're sitting around. There's no bus driver. No bus driver. Well, there you go. The, the, the bus is full. There's no bus driver. Where the heck's a bus driver? So I'm sitting up close, and guy said, hey, Jim, where's the bus driver? I said, I don't know why you're asking me. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. You're well, the leader. You, why, why don't you drive it? I said, no, come on, don't do that. Said, yeah, come on, Jim. Drive, on, drive, drive, drive. I said, no, no, I'm not. And yes. then, yes. And then yes. they said the magic word. What was that? I dare you? I dare you. No. <laughs> so now I, get, I, me. I adjust the seat on the bus, put the seat up, and then I'm sitting there. Close the door. <laughs> Here we go. Alamo Stadium. Downtown, going to downtown San Antonio. Guys are just hollering and I was gonna say. And going to say. They're having a party on the bus. I, <laughs> I didn't change lanes because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. <laughs> How much driving experience did you have at this point? Uh, very little. Yeah. So, uh, actually, yeah, I had, I had just a little. because I, I yeah, Well, yeah, just a little. Just so, a little. anyway, we get off. We, go, and I'll, we get off at East Commerce Street because you have to get off at East Commerce Street, go under the, under the expressway is what they call it in Texas. Mm -hmm. Under the expressway, you go up. Then we would change buses at Cresses, and I would have to get a transfer to get on the, the Iowa bus. Okay. Got off, turned to the left, and I saw all these red lights. All these red lights. I said, oh, wow. It's the police. Uh-oh. And they're waving me up like this. Wave me! I said, "Oh Lord!" So I start driving. <laughs> yes. So I stop. Guy bangs on the on the bus door. And I, yeah. Yeah. I open up the door. Guy walks. Police officer walks up from the bus. He looks at me and he says, "Mr. Hill, why am I not surprised?" Yes. So obviously we had uh, some previous encounters. You were a known commodity. Uh, something like that. So then he said, all right, you guys are crazy. Everybody off the bus. Oh, no, 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 Mr. Hill. No, not you. You stay there. Yeah, so he gets say. up and he goes. And I said, oh, God. I don't qualify do? as everybody. Yeah, so now he says, what am, what am I going to do with you? I said, you know, I, he said, look, I'll tell you what. I was doing said, community service. Yeah, I'll tell you what. This is what we do. I'll give you an option. So oh. once I get it, now I'm thinking, yeah, 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 okay. He said, either I take you to jail Mm, that's not the option. Oh, there's one that's worse. <laughs> he said, or I take you home. Uh, I said, no, you take me to jail. Wow. I said, no, no, you, no, no, no. Take me to jail. Tina wasn't going to be happy about uh, this. Oh, but she found out about uh, it. Of course she did. Because <laughs> this police officer was a deacon at the church that we oh. all went to. I'm sitting in the, 
in the we didn't take me and put me in behind bars and but i just kind of sat in the lobby and it wasn't very long when i was there and she and i could hear where is he where is he when i get him home i want to beat him where is he where is he? see child abuse you could get away with it <laughs> all right it's and called I, parenting. No, no, it's called a beating. That's <laughs> it's what called it's called. A so she said, and I said, I thought, she, he said, he just looked at me and she grabbed me. She said, by the time we get home, you're going to be a changed person. <laughs> we got in the car, drove, beat me a little bit, drove, beat me a little more, drove, beat me a little more. It's not more. funny. Get home. She gets home, my grandmother is there. My grandmother takes some physical stuff to me. Mm. Okay. Then my grandmother, she's, oh, poor baby. After, after I had this altercation with her, <laughs> oh, poor baby, da, 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 da. okay. So it was her, it was my mother, it was my grandmother. Then there was the next day. It's my aunt. My aunt wants to get into on it. Her name was the next Betty. day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They got. They got. Elephants went to them when they wanted to. When they forgot stuff. So, so my aunt. Her name was Betty. So Betty got ready to hit me, and I grabbed her hand. I said, Betty, ooh, please don't. I said, I just can't take anymore. <laughs> I said, I'm just too beat up. I I, I I just can't do it. And Betty laughed at me and 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 let me go. But those are, those are some of the trials and tribulations that I've gone through. There's got to be a book someday. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. there's got to no. be a and book. I, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. When you write a book, people want to hear the really, 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 really bad controversial stuff. Yeah. Okay? I asked Jerry West, one of my North Stars. I said, Jerry, man, I can hardly wait until you write a book because it's going to, he says, he pointed his finger and says, I'm not writing a book. And you're not either. I said, okay. So what did Jerry West do? He wrote a book. He wrote a book. <laughs> but no, I, I wouldn't do that because as Jerry told me and at Hook Stratton and Vince Scully and people that, you know, once, if someone tells you something in confidence. Yeah, that's true. That's forever. Yeah. It's not for a week or a month or a year. It's forever. Mm -hmm. And I've told people things in confidence and they've told me, no, no, it's, it's really not worth it because it creates, it creates some issues that could be even, could, it could create even deeper issues, deeper relationships. And yeah. we we got we got enough of that as it is. I'm I'm not about trying to do that. I'm I'm about just trying to show people that I'm having fun, and that sports can help us get through crazy times. It does. Yeah. It does. And just keep the faith. Any charities? Anything that you're supporting? Oh yeah, I I love helping young people. I I, I picked that up. In I our love helping young. I'm uh, uh, I'm on the board of directors noble. for with the um, with the Brotherhood Crusade, and uh, last November, every year they pick someone that they like to honor. So, mm -hmm. Danny Bakewell called me and said, "You know, when some people when some people call you, you know, something's up right away." So he called and he said, Jim, I just want to take assignment desk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he says, no, Jim, we just took a vote and we're done. And we've decided, I said, no, Danny, don't do that. I said, Danny, Danny, no, don't do that. He said, I'm, it's already done. Yeah. We want to honor you at the Brotherhood Crusades dinner, uh, which was in December at the Beverly Hilton Hotel. It's like, it's over a thousand people there. they raised a lot of money. I said, who are they coming to see? 
And he said, it's all about you. I said, oh, no, no. And he said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, um, and, and then when I, was, I was talking about our young people and my, my nephew. He's got a great name. He's Legend Lee. Legend Lee. He, he's 14 going on 40. Yeah. So I want to do for him what my uncle Jimmy did for me. Right. And uh, our young people are, you know, like I said before, we, we entrust our future to them. And it, it's really incumbent upon all of us to try and guide them because they got a lot to go through. I mean, we have a lot to go through as adults, but they have a lot to go through as, as young people. They got school, they got girlfriends and boyfriends and proms and gangs and this yeah. and trends and clothes and all that stuff. Then they got to worry about going through adolescence. Then they got to worry about growing up. Then they got to worry about going to a job. Then you got to worry about sweeping the, in the kitchen. You got to go clean the garage and you got to go outside and mow the lawn. And you what? Get all this the stuff. kids do that? They did when I was growing up. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, that, that's what I believe. And I, I'm still a big kid, yeah. and I want to do everything I can to help our kids, our young people, and uh, that's why I'm I'm thrilled to be on the the, uh, the board of directors for the Brotherhood Crusade and and some other things. I um, Henry Gluck is a good friend. He used to be the chairman of the board at Caesar's Palace. He's now the chairman over at um, um, UCLA Medical Center, and so he's asked me, and I've I've joined that board mm -hmm. because UCLA Hospital is one of the best in the country. It is. And we can help with people, uh, with Mark Ridley Thomas, who, who's, who's another. I got a lot of North Stars. Yeah. And what Mr. Gluck has um, come up with is an ambulance that serves people who suffer from strokes. And the two primary groups that suffer strokes the most are Latinos and African Americans. So that got my attention right away. Hmm. So Mark Ridley Thomas, who one of his pet projects is is establishing a Martin Luther King Hospital into a vibrant hospital bring that can back. bring it back. Yeah, he wants. So I want to do whatever I can to help them with yeah. MLK. So how, do, how am I doing that through a UCLA Medical Center in any you know in any small way that I can? So um, I just um, I know how lucky I am. I know I'm really really fortunate to have some really really good friends who not only entertain in sports and music but who also tried to heal us with some of the problems that we have socially and helping, and helping us in our, in our communities because we, you know, if we don't help, then who's going to help us? Yeah, true. So I've, I've, I've learned that. I've learned that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still learning. Yeah. And um, now I'm going to add something else to my repertoire when I go out to speak to them. They're going to say, whoa, whoa, stop, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Hill, awesome. Oh, my pleasure. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you, man. Thank you. So that was Jim Hill, and I got to tell you, I was not expecting any of that. I was expecting greatness, but that was, for me, was freaking amazing. This guy has got such a life, so many stories, and uh, I was just I, I was just blessed to be sitting here and being able to listen to these tales and the things that he has to say, the words of inspiration, are amazing. 
Thank you for uh, listening to the podcast. I always appreciate it. We love it. Hashtag CBSLA. Obviously, you found this podcast, but give CBSLA some love. Uh, Find it on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and whatever else they might be hashtagging lately. On top of all of that, if you're listening to the podcast, let the machine know. Let let the big people know that you're into it. Subscribe. It's not so much listening to it. I do appreciate it. Heck, I love it that you're here. Uh, but subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I can't. They're, they're pushing it on me, so I got to push it on you. Again, uh, thank you for my producer, BJ Dahl. Thanks for listening. And again, find that podcast. Subscribe. Hashtag CBSLA. We love the love. Talk to you later. Bye.